Let me try that again. Hi, everyone. Uh, hola, my name is Christian Lamont, Christian Lamont, uh, and I'm excited to be celebrating another day of Latino Conservation Week uh, with you all. Um, and uh, we're going to have a very special Latino Conservation Week uh, 2022 virtual conversation with our guests live in Costa Rica. So uh, I've got a very special guest with us today, someone who's been doing the important work of uh, sharing stories from across the Americas, uh, Kim Haas, uh, the host of the PBS show Afro-Latino Travels with Kim Haas. Uh, Kim, we're so thrilled to have you uh, join us for another week of Latino Conservation Week. Oh, no, it's my absolute pleasure. And I, I have to say, because I'm here in Costa Rica, pura vida. Hey, uh, wonderful. Uh, and then we, we are also uh, thrilled to be joined by Luana uh, Gonzalez, marketing executive from the Costa Rica Board of Tourism. Hi, how are you? Hello, how are you? Hi. Um, okay, so uh, for Kim and Luana, I just, um, I know I just introduced you briefly uh, to our community, but could you both introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself, the work that you do? Um, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> thank you. Uh, okay, I, I work in Costa Rica Tourism Board as a PR executive, especially I, I focus in United States, Canada, and Mexico markets. Um, so I love my country. So everybody said that I have a perfect job for me because I try to motivate the people visit Costa Rica and I really I really happy with this job because my country is really amazing I know everybody said that each country is really amazing but Costa Rica it's really 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 amazing and I like to everybody come to Costa Rica and enjoy our Pura Vida lifestyle and ordinate all, all the nature that we have to offer I'm sorry. And yeah, no, this is Kim Haas. Hi, everyone. Hola. So yeah, I'm here in San Jose and Costa Rica. And um, Luana was instrumental in helping us film our episodes of Afro-Latino Travels with Kim Haas. So our first two episodes were shot in Costa Rica. And thanks in big part to Luana. Um, so it's nice having her on. And she and I were just met last night for dinner in San Jose, so that was really wonderful. So it's good to be here with her and with you all and Christian and everybody um, to celebrate the week and, and the importance of it. That is wonderful and it's great to hear you both. The The connection is crisp and clear. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm ex super excited about this. Um, so, uh, Kim, I know you you quickly uh, mentioned, you know, that how you know Luana and, and what you've been doing. But can you tell us more about uh, what you're doing in Costa Rica right now, uh, the bigger picture, and then how you came to connect with Luana? Yeah, so so actually, I'm in Costa Rica now. Just arrived. I'm trying to think now. It's like you know, whirlwind. Uh, yesterday, and I am here on my first trip. So it's a travels with Kim Haas. And we have a group of people joining us, travelers from the United States, uh, including my parents. And so we're really excited. This is our first night and we're all getting together this evening and we're gonna go out for dinner and a show. And then we will be traveling in, in part in the footsteps of Afro-Latino Travels with Kim Haas. And so we will be meeting tomorrow with Quince Duncan. Uh, Luana knows him, she told me all about him as we were preparing for the show. He's an amazing author and really celebrated as the, you know, um, not just Costa Rica, but also kind of the, the um, king of, I would say, not the best word, of Afro-Costa Rican literature. And so he's really responsible for, for sharing and bringing the Afro-Costa Rican into Costa Rican literature. And so we have a session with him tomorrow. And that was from the show, as I interviewed him in the show. And then we're doing a cooking segment in Limon and Arenal, the volcanoes. We didn't do that in the show, but um, we're going there. So I'm really excited about that because that area just looks absolutely gorgeous. And Luana could even talk about that. And then um, we're doing zip lining. I don't know if I'm doing that because I am not a fan. I'm, I'm sorry to say I'm not a zip liner. Um, so some people may be doing that. 
whitewater rafting. So all the things that I think when you think about Costa Rica, or if it's on, you know, on your bucket list and you want to get out and enjoy, I think we're going to be um, doing, doing all of those things. So I'm really, really excited. I mean, that sounds incredible. And Luana, do you want to tell us a little bit about these places that Kim just mentioned? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, our, one of our, La Fortuna is one of my favorite places in Costa Rica because, of course, is the Arenal Volcano that is really, really amazing, but had a lot of uh, offer, touristic offer around. For example, they have uh, caves, have zip lining, water rafting, hot springs. For me, hot spring is so relaxing. It's really amazing. So I remember like uh, maybe when I was like a 20s, in my 20s, I went a lot with my friends because it's, it's so nice to relaxing at nine and then take a dinner and just rest. So it's really amazing. Uh, you can see a lot of animals. You can imagine how much animals are in the area. The hiking bridges are an amazing place too because you're walking in the, in the, in the, between the trees. So usually the people walk in the, and see the trees very high. But in this place, you almost stay in the, in the highest place of the, of the tree. And in Puerto Viejo, oh my God, is, for me, is the best place to feel in the Pura Vida lifestyle. It's really, really amazing. First thing, you you didn't you don't find these um, big hotels or big resorts as in, is, is in other places in, in the Caribbean. It's very uh, a slow place. Everybody's like, hey, how are you? I'm so fine. Yeah. I'm very happy. And they have this, this feeling that you want to dance in the street. It's so crazy, but it's really, really amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, I don't know if, if you knew this, Kim, uh, but our executive, Latino Outdoors executive director, Luis Villa, uh, spent 12 years working and living and just breathing Costa Rica. And you can tell, you can definitely tell. He has he has this, this way about him, but it's also like very community-based. And the questions that he asks, it's not, it's not just why, but it's like why, you know, from the mm -hmm. heart. Uh, yeah. So, so I can I can totally picture, you know, Luana, what you're what you're saying with the uh, with the with the strolling, you know, with purpose <laughs> to the life. Not not exactly what we're used to here in the in the states, but definitely full of purpose, full of joy. Um, that's fantastic. I I want to go right now. I'm sorry. Did he dance on the street? You have to ask him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, so then I have a question for, for both of you. Um, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey from, you know, when you were young and, uh, and that initial spark that said, like, you know, for Kim, like, you want to travel, you want to share stories. And for Luana, um, you know, you want to share stories and introduce people to and, and talk about these, these beautiful places. Uh, could you tell us about from that spark, the journey to to where you are now? I, no, no, start Kim. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Um, so the spark, I always credit my grandmother, and I've told this. I tell this story because my grandmother, um, she, you know, she grew up in the segregated South in South Carolina, and she had a really hard life. Um, her mother died by the time she was 10 and her father was in and out of her life. Um, and so for African-Americans at the time, you know, just your every movement and so much of what you did was controlled by others. And you didn't have that sense of control about, you know, just your life. And, and, um, and so, but she, despite all that, and despite the challenges, this is what I love about my grandmother is that her life was hard but she just had this will and this determination and she was super positive and she was so loving and caring and she just had a real wanderlust and a joy for living and for people. And so she loved to travel and she took me to Mexico, to Acapulco when I was six or seven years old. And I can remember someone in the hotel lobby, a perfect stranger 
asked me if she could teach me my numbers in Spanish, uno a vente. And I said, that was it in that moment. I said, if you're able to change someone's DNA, my DNA was changed forever. And I knew from then on that I wanted to combine languages. And at that time it was just Spanish, but languages and Spanish with television and with communications, like I knew it. I was certain that I wanted to somehow, you know, fuse them and combine them. And so that's the journey that I've been on really ever since is this love of travel and culture and communications and meeting people, meeting people like Luana and um, just getting out in the world. And, you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're in Costa Rica and you can get there or wherever you may be in the world, but it's important. I think that's what my grandmother did. She just got out. And I remember, you know, when she was in her eighties, like she would say, I'm going. And she said, I'll go by myself. You know, if she wasn't going to wait for somebody else to go with her, she said, I will just go. And maybe that's hopefully a message we can share with others is that sometimes you just have to go and do, and you can't always wait for someone else. So, and I love that about my grandmother. She didn't let anything stop her. And she was just an incredible, incredible human being. So that's, um, I mean, that's why I'm here today. I mean, obviously, thank you for the invitation, but that's how my journey started, without a doubt, was because of my grandmother. And I'll name her Cassie Keith. Okay, I think, um, so I think in Costa Rica, we are very nature. As you see, I have this amazing big tree behind me. So I live in a small town. And my my dad is from this small town. It's very near to to the airport, like at 20 minutes. And I remember when I was a child, my family usually like to went to these um, beaches that nobody knows. And I start to learn about the places and the culture. And then I stay in a high school. To the the culture was very very important for the director. So I think every all those things start to to have this this um, suspicion that I need to know or I want to know what happened in another places or why the people use these specific clothes or make these specific things things like that and I start to travel around my country first of course I like to go outside but I I really am surprised that we have we are a very very small country and we have a lot of things to offer and every area is so different to the another one and for example i if i stay in guanacaste it's like another country it's really amazing and crazy but i don't know why i i think we have a lot of things to share to the to the to the world because we have this amazing style of life so we are usually are very, very nice, usually, like every, like in every place, yeah. not bodies like that. <laughs> but last night when we talk about different topics, I said, I said, Kim, hey, Kim, we are like, uh, you know, peace and love is everything for us. <laughs> so we try to not fight. So the people really feel good in Costa Rica because everybody wants to help. It's very funny to see the people for example, if you see somebody lost in the city or tourists or something like that, because here it's very common to identify very, very quickly who is a tourist. So everybody's like a, like a two or three people can go go and say, do you need help or something like that? Mm -hmm. And it's very nice. I don't know. It's part of our our DNA. Something is strange. So I, I live here all my life, but... Uh, I don't know, it's, it's very nice to see things like that in general in the country, especially in the in the tourist areas. I appreciate you both sharing that. You know, sometimes you, when you get asked, what was the spark and what's your journey? You're like, Oof, where do I start? Um, but, uh, you know, real quick, just to share, uh, Kim, my, my abuelita too, uh, she just passed away, but she had a great, uh -huh. great long life. And, uh, and for me, that spark was her reading uh, books about uh, man-eating tigers and lions and the tall grasses and, uh, and Brazil. 
Um, so she instilled that little sense of adventure with me. And, and we were very fortunate also to travel with her and with my family when we were younger. So, um, so I think that stuck with me. And what I can tell from both of you is that you have your wonderful storytellers. And I'm sure that is incredibly useful in the work that you do. Um, you know, Kim, as you're introducing international audiences and national audiences to these wonderful places, Luana, you know, is telling the story of your people and your culture and your, and your country. Um, can you both tell me, uh, Kim, you first, about uh, the importance of storytelling in the world and in what you do? Yeah, I mean, story is everything. Uh, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's since mankind, you know, first, you know, we were created or however you believe in that, but it's all about story. And that's the way that I think you can really connect with people is through story. I mean, just hearing, you know, I know you were telling me about and my condolences you know, about the passing of your grandmother. And I mean, whether it's somebody's grandmother, grandfather, whatever, but there's stories that connect us. And I think sometimes we we lose sight because we think, oh, you know, if you don't speak the same language or if you don't have the same culture, but at the end, it's about the human condition, the story, whatever your story is. I think people can can relate to story and it's it's proven. People remember stories, you know, more than facts and figures and numbers. It's about how we connect with people through emotion and through um, telling and sharing. And that's how you make those human connections I think that stay with us long beyond, you know, the facts and the figures. And like Luana was saying, I mean, she was talking last night about peace and love. And, you know, I remember it. I mean, it stuck with me. And that's the kind of thing that I think makes the difference is it's all about the story. Whatever the story is, people, you have that connection with people that I think stays. I think the story is usually important for the tourists, especially because they like to know why some specific things happen in some place. For example, uh, my last vacations, I went to Nicoya Peninsula. It's a very nice place. It's not so for international tourists, it's more for national tourists. But somebody said there is a restaurant in the middle of the of the sea and you can go and take the dinner or lunch and say. Okay, so to make this very short, we went to this restaurant and we start to talk with the guys. And this restaurant is for a, a people of a small town, belongs, it's a cooperative, I don't know if yes. it's, yes, it's, it's right, mm -hmm. okay. It's a cooperative from an specific Iceland in the Gulf and everybody tried to the Iceland grow up with the restaurant they have tours they and so they start to 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 say well we have these cabins in the island and you can go and make a bicycle or you can make some trails and we have these amazing beaches blah 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 so and now i am planning my next vacations in this island <laughs> so yeah. uh, because for me it was very interesting to uh, all community are working for the same goal you know, have the Iceland like uh, the best place to go in the in the Gulf. So for me, it's very important to the people know what happened, the things or why the people wants to make something. And in Costa Rica, we have amazing stories. But you can imagine is is sometimes it's like, a, oh, my God, this this thing happened here. <laughs> for example, in, yes, it's crazy. In Monteverde, for example, there is a private reserve. And the reserve starts because a teacher in in Austria, I think, start to talk about how why the people have to protect the the forest. And but this is in the ninety in the seventies, something like that. And a group of childs start to sell cookies to buy um, part of the of the forest in Costa Rica. And now it's a big big private reserve. So. It's crazy. You yeah. can imagine that things like that happens, <laughs> but happens. So for me, that's, that's important. And the other thing is the connection that Kim said. You need to connect with the other people and um, um, reinforce and uh, help to the, to the projects continue. So for me, that's, that's 
the importance of the stories. That's that's uh, amazing, and uh, and yeah, as, as somebody who tells stories, also like you know, a week like Latino Conservation Week is we're not just celebrating uh, comunidad and conservation cultura. We're also like collecting stories so that, you know, similar to how Kim does, you know, when people look in 50 or 100 years, they'll be able to like learn about this and see who were these people, what was life like, uh, you know, Latino, Latinx, Latina stories. What were those at that time? Because they've often not been told. Um, so, so I'm really excited that, you know, even through digital technology, we're able to capture our stories and share photographs and videos and live streams and those kinds of things uh, and create series like Kim is doing. So on that note, um, we have some clips and, uh, and they're from Kim's show. Uh, Kim, why don't we start with the, uh, with the Marcos clip? Uh, if you can, um, if you can kind of help set up the clip, what are we about to watch? So you are about to see uh, Marcos and I, uh, the interview with him. And Marcos is considered, you know, one of the, or if not the leading Calypso performers. And uh, so we met up and had this interview with him. And it was just, um, I mean, we talk about getting outdoors. And I, again, no matter where you are, it's, it's not that if you, you know, you can't travel for whatever reason, but you can still enjoy just where you are. And I think sometimes just to learn to appreciate, like Luana said, the tree right outside her door, you know, those kinds of things, you don't have to travel miles and miles to just appreciate where we are on the planet, wherever you are. So anyway, I still like to say, but the setting was really beautiful. Um, we were right in the Limon area and Limon, Costa Rica. And um, it was just gorgeous. I mean, this is where pictures don't do justice. You know, as much as you try and capture the beauty of a place, it's still just absolutely gorgeous. But this is with uh, Marcos Forbes, or Forbes, um, from Limón, Costa Rica. Calypso can trace its roots directly back to West Africa. And when enslaved Africans were brought to the Caribbean to work on sugar plantations in the 17th century, they were not permitted to speak to each other while they worked. But they could sing, and sing they did. Combining dancing, drumming, and chanting, Calypso evolved into a lively yet subversive form of communication. Fast forward, today in Limón, Marcos Forbes is the king of Calypso, and he's putting a nuevo spin on this age-old musical tradition. Isn't this beautiful? I love it. Yeah. It's gorgeous. This place, what you all see around, this is what inspired me to do and to make music. Yes. So let's go hear some music. Okay, no all problem. Right. Let's go. Okay, Marcos. Yeah. Vamos a empezar. Claro. All right. So you grew up here in Limon. Well, I born and I grew here yeah. in Limon. Some of my parents born in, in Limon, but Another group of them come from Jamaica. Was well, your family musical? Because they're Jamaican, so I'm, I'm asking. My mother used to sing. Yeah. She likes sing. I have an uncle. He used to play guitar, and you know, he showed me his calypsos, he arranged, and things like that, and start little by little. Yes. And I'm around, listen to bands playing, I listen to that one, I listen to my brother. And one day I said, I'm going to go, which part some little boys was playing music. And I just go there and, and I say to one of them, um, can I get a chance to sing something? Yeah. And then I start, tengo mis zapatos rotos, me los tengo que quitar. <laughs> wow, and from that day, I'm starting to sing with a little boy bands. And we start to go from one place to other place yes. in Port Limon. Marcos, you're known for your Calypso style and your unique style. Many people might just think of it as island music, some steel drums. But what is Calypso music? For me, it means something like sad music. Because I remember, you know, the slave first time. Mm -hmm. That's what they used to do with communications. Yes. So instead of they speak, they sing. Communicate, yes. You understand? That's the way they used to communicate. Right. Like, you know, the banana boat song. 
they used to use different music to send message and maybe one guy come and say, hey, what you saying? I'm saying, no, I'm just singing a song. And yeah. maybe it's just, Lord, I want to hear what you're going to tell me mm -hmm. today. Please come and make me know yeah. how the thing going to be tomorrow. Yes. Tell us about how you make your own unique sound. My calypso is different from the traditional. Yes. You know, I can't live under the traditional role. You want to keep evolving? Because I always say it's, you don't find no one ringing a phone like first time. <laughs> so I don't supposed to keep right, on right, playing right. Calypso that way. Yeah. Well, what are you seeing in Limon right now? What are the topics? What are people interested in hearing about? Well, what are people talking about? What I'm do is take my music and convert my, you know, SOS yeah. in music. Sometime I'm trying to check about and find out what's going on. Why is it they treat sometimes the black peoples different from the white peoples here? So I write my music and I sing my songs. That's why many peoples, when they hear my music, they say, Marcus, but is what you mean by with that? I say, you know what I mean by yeah. it. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they hear me say, oh, yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. And it's something true you're saying with your music. So, Marcos, can you play some of your unique Calypso style? My style? Can you okay. play something? This is one of my style. What a day, what a day, what a day. I remember all those days. What a day, what a day, what a day. Today no one knows these games. You hear me? Bravo. That, that brings back memories. <laughs> delightful, delightful memories. And Calypso is, Calypso is so nice. Yeah. And nice. you know, just also, just thinking about the setting again was just so beautiful. You could see the greenery. I mean, that's one of the things about Costa Rica that I love is that it's just so green, so tan verde. And when, you know, I live by New York in the New York City area, so it is the urban jungle. And, you know, you see concrete and I love New York and I love being there, but it's so great. Just, I think mentally, just to be around all this luscious, this greenness, I feel like this goodness. And then you've got, you know, the seas and it's just, I think it just can put you at rest and ease so quickly. And the only other thing I wanted to say is, you know, Marcos was talking about, you asked Christian, you mentioned story. I mean, he songs are about stories, right? Telling a story. And that's what he was saying I got, you know, from, from the piece there is all about the story. And so it's just a, a great reminder of, I, guess, I think, story as a way of connecting us. Um, and, and that sharing that human experience is, is, is through story. Beautiful. Um, and, and yeah, like, uh, I, I know about Calypso, but to hear it from Marcos, <laughs> you know, just, and to hear him, like, just, get into it so, yes. so effortlessly is beautiful. Um, yes. Okay, so then the next clip uh, we've got is uh, is with Selvin. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that one before we watch? I can, yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't know if Luana, do you wanna say anything about Selvin now? Uh, Selvin is really amazing guy, first. And second one is one of the best restaurants in, in Puerto Viejo, it's really amazing. I. When I when I visit Puerto Viejo, I I can I cannot stop there and eat a uh, delicious rice and beans. It's one of my favorites, and I think it's the best rice and beans in the area. And she's uh, he's so so nice and so funny. So I, I really like to speak with him. It's very nice. Yeah, he's just what Luana said. He's just a he's a great guy to talk to. I mean, again, story. He had great stories. And uh, he was just fun to be with. And that, I think that feeling when you're there of just, you know, relaxing, it's a beautiful setting, you know, his restaurant, he's stone's throw from the beach. You just feel like all your worries just kind of <laughs> melt yeah. away or, you know, and then you're, you have that rondon and I mean, what else? Like it doesn't get much better <laughs> for me than that. I don't know. I mean, you know, you're in, I mean, you're stone's throw from the beach, you're in this beautiful setting. And you've got great company. I mean, that's that's pretty wonderful. He he's so he's so nice. He always have this big smile 
So it's like uh, you are in my home, so I'm happy to stay here with you. So it's very, very nice. Yes. All right, let's watch Selvin then. The Caribbean hits you with all five senses here at Cabina Selvin y Blanca, and this land has been in Selvin's family for generations. So from the concert of howler monkeys up in the trees to the ocean waves pounding at the shore yards behind me, the sounds of Costa Rica are everywhere. But it's the smell of coconut that's drawing me to Selvin's kitchen. Let's go find out what's cooking. Vamanos. It's great to be here. Uh, so for me. It's We've heard so many good things about you. So I came over here, that was in 1985 when I started a restaurant and you know, there was no light, there was no road. Wow. I had my sign put out on the yeah. beach. Uh, this is part of uh, my grandfather's property. And they came in here in 1918. Wow. Yes. So what are we going to make today? Well, today, we are, the idea is to do some rice and beans rice and, and beans? some rundown. So what is rundown? Rundown is a, is a, it's like a soup, but yes. it's a stew with, a, with coconut milk. Mm, you right. know, when we're growing up, um, <laughs> My dad, if we're gonna do some random, my mom will say, okay, so you run to the farm and you get a banana. You run to the, to the ocean and you catch a fish. Yes. You run over there and you get a breadfruit. And you know, with like running down, running you run down, down the okay. village over here and run down there. And then everybody come together. Some grate the coconut, some will be peeling the uh -huh. yam, some will be scaling fish and frying the fish. So it sounds like that was a great way for your mom to get 14 kids out of the house. Yeah, and I get it. So yeah, okay. this is the yuca. Ooh. So you learned to cook from your mom. Right, my mom teach all of us to cook. Yeah. Oh, so the boys and the girls. She had 14 chefs. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, what number are you? Number eight, yeah. Number eight? Okay, yeah. cool. So what's the secret to making a good rundown? It's your ingredient, yes. your coconut milk, and your fish. And a lot of love, I think. Right, you know, it goes with that. It goes with that. Wonderful. So this is the okay. coconut trash. Oh man, okay. Yeah. Do this so we get the milk from it. Oh, can I try? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah? Yeah, try that. Oh. Uh, oh, you can uh, feel, yeah. yeah. Actually, it feels pretty good. It feels good. Yeah. So it feels somewhat like sand. Like sand. You well, we it, are near yeah. the beach, right? Right so, on. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So this is how you make coconut milk. The coconut milk and also the coconut oil. Oil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just dump it in your hand and squeeze out the milk. Okay. And this, then what do we do with this? This uh, coconut, coconut milk, milk is going for the rice and beans. Oh, for the rice and beans. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to deal with the fish. So we cut this up and uh, add some salt to it. And then we fried it before you add it to your vegetables. Here we have some more fish. All right, more fish. This is the, this is the marlin. We're going to chop the rati. This is the rati. Now we're going to strain the coconut milk. Okay. Here we go. So I have to wait until this oil heat up, then I add the fish to the oil. Okay. So you're putting that in there? Yeah. Oh boy. This is some heavy stuff. Okay, now we're gonna put the season into the rundown. Celery. Okay. Some bell pepper. Good, great color. Some garlic. Gonna put four Panamanian pepper. Okay, great. Yeah. So this is like, these are the yeah. superstars these of the... These are the superstars. This it's is it. Work right in, yeah. All right. It's got to be good. It's got to be good. Yeah. It looks great. Because, you know, anything fried anyway is right, going to be good. Yeah. Okay. We'll try these beans. Mmm. This is going to be delicious. No doubt. This is famoso London, entonces... There you go. Okay. Oh, it looks beautiful. Oh, this is good. Yeah, it's good fish. And it's right from outside here. Right from outside, right yes. Right here, yeah, next door. Your mom would be proud. Yes, yeah, she, she is proud of us. She is, yes. Yeah, she's proud of us. Yes. us having this nice rundown and yes. chatting about it and calling her name. Calling her name. <laughs> Wait, what is your mom's name? Anita. Anita. Yeah. Anita. Anita. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, wait, it, it definitely feels like it feels like yesterday. I got on the same dress. <laughs> but it feels good. Watching him is just divine. He's just uh 
he's so nice to be with. And then looking at the at the rondon, the rundown, I'm like getting hungry. It was so good, <laughs> so flavorful. Um, it was just, yeah, it's for me, I really, I can't get much better than that for me. I'm beach, you know, being outside. I mean, his restaurant, you could see, I mean, it's like that indoor outdoor, right? That indoor outdoor living. And with Costa Rica's weather, I mean, they can do so much for such a great portion of the year, but you really are almost like outside. So it's all that nature and outdoors that you can just soak up while you're soaking up a great bowl of rondon. I mean, to me, it's heaven. It's just magical. <laughs> uh, I was, yes, I could smell it from here. It just <laughs> looked heavenly. Uh, <laughs> and sounded like all of it, everything, everything except for the smell. We'll work yeah. on that next, streaming yeah. smell sounds. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, and, it, and it just looks like so much fun to learn that way, to experience, to ask, to talk to people. Um, Luana, I, I know you also have some photos and some stories to share. Uh, do you mind if, uh, if we throw some of those up and you can kind of talk us through uh, what those are? They're going to be right in the middle of the frame. But, uh, but you'll be able to see them and kind of talk us through them. Sure. I share some picture of my, of my town from Atenas because I think rural tourism, it's very important for us too. Uh, we have the, be the best climate or weather in the world. It's really crazy, but it's a, it's a real investigation for National Geographic. And they, they determinate the, in the 70s that Atenas have the better weather in the, in the, in the world. This is, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that, uh, everything starts because Japanese, um, Japanese people try to find some place for, for the soldiers that they have to re re recover in. So they, they make this, um, this uh, investigation. Uh, this is my home. This is my home and I like show you because Kim said that I have to show because it's a very nice place. It's, I, I like to the people have the idea that usually in Costa Rica we live in, in places like that. So of course, we have apartments and small houses and things. Oh, my house is, is very tiny, but it's good for me. But the idea is that the people can see um, how is our normal life here. This is my view every morning when I start to work. I have I make uh, work from home three days a, a week. So when I have to go to the office, it's not very, I, I'm usually not very happy <laughs> because, so can you imagine have this view every morning? So yeah. for, for four or six hours, so it's really amazing. That's why I, I decided move to live here in Atenas because it's, it's near, yeah. And it's near to the, to the city, but it's not in the city and here, I have a lot of things to do. I make biking, I walk in. Uh, so this is an old train bridge near to home. Uh, there are my, my brothers. <laughs> we make this at, at the beginning of the year. And it's very funny because you have to, to, to put the, the bicycle in, in, the, in the coffee part to walk because you can walk with the bicycle in the, in the bridge, but it's very nice. And, I like to invite the people come here because, especially specific in Atenas, because Atenas have these amazing views. You can, I, I wait, I make a trail for three hours, and I at the end I I have this amazing view. So, and we are very close to the beach, and I don't know, it's it's a nice place and very sunny. Well, not today because it's a rainy season, but usually I have sun and amazing hot around <laughs> and this is the other part of the of the view that i have when i don't want to see the, uh, the <laughs> tree in front of me i change and <laughs> this is the the this is in my my cousin house but anyway it's very nice so it's very rural but close to the city so that's why i really like it <laughs> i think it's beautiful thank you that is beautiful. And also just watching those, uh, there was some green envy. You have so much green, good for, yeah. there, there are studies that say, you know, being outside or proximity to nature uh, is good for, for mental health and physical health. 
And I just wanted to point out that you have a beautiful green background in your screen, real life. Kim, <laughs> it looks like you have a, a painting <laughs> of green. And I have some green. potted plants. So one way or the other. <laughs> We're all trying our best to, to get that yeah. those benefits. Yes, um, so uh, it's been a great conversation. Unfortunately, the time is running a little uh, low for us, but um, I wanted to uh, talk about real quick, you know, we're celebrating Latino Conservation Week and, uh, and it, it means so much to a lot of people. And there's a lot of legislature and, you know, urgent uh, actions to protect nature, to protect wildlife, biodiversity. Um, you know, I, I know that Costa Rica is a really, really uh, takes care of their land and their culture a lot. Uh, that that's, that's part of their culture to take care of it. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've had a lot of themes that we've talked about this week, like Agua es Vida, uh, Advocacy Afuera, um, Diversify Outdoors, and Conservation Cultura. Uh, there's just been so much culture and cultura that I've been watching and we've been listening and talking about. I wanted to ask you both, what does conservation cultura mean to you? Uh, Anna, would you like okay. to say? <laughs> yeah, uh, for me means uh, it's not only the culture, it's everything because nature is part of the culture, history is part of the culture, people is part of the culture. So you have to protect everything around you. For example, this tree behind me, I re so this part of the this land was from my grandparents and my dad like uh, 10 years ago said you have to choose one part of the land so I say okay so I choose this one for the tree because for me the tree is life uh, not today but usually I have a lot of birds around it's crazy I remember one day I, I was in a in a call with some with like a two or three guys in United States and somebody said like a, I can hear you because it's a very noisy of birds. So I said, yes, it's me. Sorry for that. <laughs> I said, no, don't worry. It's really amazing because we are in a building and we don't hear anything. So don't worry. Say, okay. So for me, we have to protect everything, everything around you because it's part of your life and you can cut this, um, this, I, how do you say lassos? i sorry. The links, the ties. Yes. The links, the ties, because because it's part of you and, and you need to, to, to have with you, to have a nice life, a Pura Vida life. So for me, so I, I live uh, around my, my home, live a lot of people who ask my, my uncles, my cousins. So for me, that is very, very important because I belong to them. So I, I think everything you have to protect. And in Costa Rica, we have this, or I think in general, Latin American people, we have this uh, close relation with the family. Nobody, it's, it is a close cousin or not. Yesterday, I told Kim that uh, in, in Spain, I remember one of my cousins present me, an Argentinian uh, friend, and he said, like, your mom is a sister of Francisco mom. Say, no, your dad, no. So why you are cousin? Well, because in Costa Rica, everybody's a cousin. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it's very, very interesting but i think in general latin people is like that we like to stay with the family close and the story the nature everything is part of us so for me is that <laughs> kim how about you conservation cultura oh my gosh i love what luana said and uh looks like um we had somebody richard in the chat from uh big bear lake california um, so no, I'm just thinking about that and I love what Luana was saying. So I don't have, I think really anything to add other than, you know, it's about, I think, learning to, for us, all of us to continue to appreciate, you know, every moment and the culture and culture, I think is everything. As Luana said, it's the people, it's nature. Um, it's our, you know, I, I think our environment and our seas and really appreciating everything that um, we've been blessed with and not taking it for granted. And I think that will make us all hopefully, you know, more connected 
and um, appreciative of each other and learning to pass that on um, to the next generation so that these things thrive and survive and have another life. So I think it's all that that goodness that Luana just mentioned and um, learning to take care of it and not be um, dis disregarded, but learning to be good to our planet and to ourselves and to each other. That's what that means to me. And then I love saying Pura Vida. So <laughs> I think in that, you know, Pura Vida sense of, you know, all of that greatness and goodness is what I like. Um, and I'd also like to add, Kim, uh, to that, is that you, in practice, you are conserving cultura. You are recording people's stories and their traditions and their cultures, and you're conserving it, you know, whether it's on a file or an MP4 or, or on a show or streaming, you're conserving this so that it is so that people can share it and learn about it and, and look back on it. Um, so I really, really appreciate the both of you. This has been an, an amazing time and it went by really quickly. Um, but uh, before before we head out, I just wanted to, uh, oh, I think we lost uh, Luan. Oh, um, but uh, Kim, actually, uh, I wanted to ask, what's next? Where can we tune in? And how can we follow and support what you're doing? Uh, thank you so much. Um, you can always reach out at travelswithkimhaas.com. And I was just in Puerto Rico uh, two weeks ago and um, have some surprises that we'll announce soon. And so I'm really excited about that. I, a couple of weeks, we'll probably be able to announce um, what we'll be doing next. But it's really super, super exciting. Talk about conservation, right? Cultura. I think it's um, right, yeah, right along, right in that alley. So um, yeah, you'll see some announcements soon about that, but I'm really super excited and so glad to be here and uh, really appreciating Christian this opportunity again. But people can always reach out to us at travelswithkimhaas.com and we'll be sharing photos and things from our trip, our first trip, uh, our group trip, which I'm really excited about and hopefully we'll be doing some more. And then obviously, hi Luana. Hi, uh, sorry, I have a problem with my computer, but I am oh, in my yeah. cell phone. <laughs> so th that's basically it for us is, um, you know, just follow us along Instagram and all those good, you know, platforms and reach out at any time with questions. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing we have a probably doing our interview series, a virtual chat series where I interview people of African descent, Afro Latino talks. Um, probably for Hispanic Heritage Month. So we'll be making announcements soon about those. And we do those in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And I know one person who's on here, Jeffrey, has been a great supporter. So I want to say thank you to Jeffrey um, for always hanging in there with us. And I see, as Stephanie was talking about the inspiration from grandmothers and abuelitas. And so that's always nice. So a lot of good things coming up. We're, we're really excited. And um, we thank you for your support. Absolutely. Uh, Luana, I was asking Kim uh, what's next, what she's working on, uh, but I wanted to ask you, like, for somebody watching, somebody learning, somebody who will watch, um, and they want to learn more about Costa Rica and what it has to offer, what is the best advice that you uh, can give somebody? VisitCostaRica.com is our, yes, it's our official page and everything is there. Um, I, examples of itineraries, information about some stories, some um, attractions. So I think it's the best, the best place to to have information. Uh, of course, we have visit Costa Rica in Facebook and Twitter. So uh, it, I think that there are the the best options. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate it so much. Um, you all are doing amazing work conserving our cultura, telling stories, uh, being great ambassadors for these cultures and for these moments or these individuals and, and letting the whole world know about, about these wonderful places that exist uh, you know, within the Americas. Um, so I really appreciate your time. It's been great to catch up, Kim. It's been amazing to meet you and speak, uh, Luana. And, uh, and we will keep in touch and uh, just wanted to say Happy Latino Conservation Week, and thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you. Pura vida. Pura vida. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, adios. Da-da-da. <laughs>